Olita and I run into 11th hour and slam the door behind us. What is going on out there? Tetra and Orion sent an angry mob after us. And you thought it would be a good idea to bring them here? Where else could we go? It doesn't matter now. Lena leads us to the back of the store. We pass by the old grandfather clock in the center of the floor. The top has opened up like a book, and the black time orb rests on a gear-like pedestal. A foggy black beacon rises from it into the sky. We make our way to the counter to find April sitting and staring at the green time orb on the counter. I sent the orange time orb to the Chronicle with Lena, Connor, Lena, and Connor. All that's left is this one, the community garden, center of town. I thought you and April should do it, Taryn. You began this adventure. It's only fair you end it. I nod and take the emerald orb into my hand. Lena starts to search through the drawers of the counter frantically. April, have you seen my book on the turnback? I swear it was just here. No, sorry, I haven't seen it. What did it look like? Blue with gold designs, big, magical looking. No, sorry. Why did you need it if we only have one time warp left? There was something about the town's defense mechanism. A weapon in disguise as help. A Trojan horse. I couldn't figure out what it meant. I thought I might see if you could. It probably means the citizens turning against us. The angry mob outside is a bit of a giveaway. Speaking of which, how are we supposed to get out of here? Take the back alley. No one ever goes there. They all wish us luck and April and I make our way through the stockroom to the back alley. We creep out into the alley, which has a polished wood across the ground and a set of bowling pins at the end, and make our way to the center of town, the community garden, and the final pedestal. When most people think of internships at a newspaper, they think fluff pieces on sweet kids, profiles of new teachers, or unexciting stories of local sports teams. Working at the Springshard Chronicle was a little different. You'd be expected to play a game of baseball, even if it was the dead of winter, perform a low-key espionage mission to get a cake recipe, count the grains of rice in a can, and play a company-wide game of hide-and-seek to quote-unquote build moral. We still haven't found Jorgen. The one good thing that came from all this was the preparation for this moment. After leaving Dottie's, Chrome and I snuck down the streets as fast and quietly as we could, occasionally ducking into alleyways and behind trees. When we finally made it to 11th hour, a crowd of people standing at the door banging on the wall chanting banana and piccolo. We sneak around the back of the building and into the back room. We run into the main room where Lena and Oleta sit on the counter. Where's April? She and Taryn already left to put the final time orb in place. What? We're too late? What do you mean too late? You wondered how April survived the turn back all this time? She didn't. The longer I've had my memory, the more I realize the truth. That person, or whatever she is, is not a living human being. And she most definitely is not April May. What is she then? I don't... I'm not sure. Something old, something powerful, something dangerous. If nothing has been able to stop us yet, she will. April and I sneak our way through the maze of streets to the high gates of the community garden. Climbing up the iron gates, we drop on the inside path. It's still afternoon, but the sky is a deep purple, giving off an eerie yet warm vibe to the entire area. 
I creep carefully across the green as April follows silently. As we walk, we creep past a variety of plants, chronicling the history of the town. As we get closer to the center, we find older and older plants, each planted by another generation of spring shardians, the only universal constant in spring shard. Growth. Each ring of blooms represents a new time, a turn back past. We continue to the center of the garden to a tall, twisted tree that has stood as long as the town itself. In the tree's thick trunk is a twisted hole, big enough to hold the time orb. On the braided wood surrounding the hole are several carvings and symbols that seem foreign, but somehow I know exactly what they say. Unlocked only by the hands of the true ruler of old. Whatever that means. I pull out the time orb and slowly make my way to the wooden pedestal. As I reach for the pedestal, the orb is suddenly knocked from my hand by a wind-like force. I turn around to see April standing silently and unmoving. Her hair is floating up around her, outspread around her face, almost glowing. Her eyes are turned to the ground where the grass around her is bending away by non-existent wind. April? She brings her eyes to me, revealing a dark glow that emits a feeling of resentment and hostility. I'm beginning to think this isn't going to be as easy as we thought. This is what I'd forgotten. There's an old magic, one that had been forgotten for many centuries. When the turn back is delayed, one will return. A powerful force in a mortal shell, one that can protect the cycle of the town. So how do we stop it? We don't. What? There must be a way. We have to help Taryn. I'm sorry, June, but he's right. There's only one thing that can stop something that powerful. An equally powerful magic. Where in the plifful infested world are we going to find that? So we just giving up? No, maybe... I... I don't know. Lena places her head in her hands and rests her elbow on the countertop. I had forgotten she is only 16. Chrome, you and Alita go help Taryn. We'll hold down the fort here. If we find anything to help, we'll send Connor to you. The two of them nod to each other and head out the back. Once the door shuts behind them, I turn to the teen in front of me. She turns her head toward me, and I give her a sad smile. You want a hot chocolate? She gives a silent nod. April is floating gently an inch above the ground, but the feeling she gives off is nothing close to gentle. April, I don't know what's going on with you, but you have to fight this. There's nothing to fight, Taryn. This is what's right. What's right is fighting your friends? We aren't friends, Taryn. We are from different times. We shouldn't have crossed paths at all. Don't say that. I don't know what's going on, but you can fight this. You can beat this. You can come out of this on top. You're right. You don't know what's going on. You never have. She extends her arm and a force pushes me against the tree. You see, Taryn, this world is something beyond you. You can't fully comprehend the magic coursing through the core of this town. The history weaved through the timeline of this place is complex and powerful. 
It's dangerous, but beautiful. And a human, like yourself, could never attempt to understand. A a human like me? What is that supposed to mean? Oh, Taryn, you were always so trusting, yet so inquisitive. She releases her hand and I fall to my knees. (laughs) I'm sorry, Taryn, but this is how it has to end. I didn't want you to drag you so much into this, but you've left me no choice. It brings me no joy to do this, Taryn, but I promise your friends won't suffer. Something snaps in me and I throw my hand out towards her. She's launched across the green, landing several feet away from me. Oh my gosh. Did I do that? I don't have time to think about it. I run to grab the time orb and place it in the tree once again before I can place it. It's hit from my hands, and I'm thrown across the grass. April raises her hand, and I'm lifted high into the air. I try to break free, but I can't move my body. You've never failed to impress me, Taryn. I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, neither did I. Well, let's see what else I can do. Focusing on the feeling of the force from April wrapping around me tighter and tighter, lifting me up higher and higher, I'm able to finally break out and fall gently to my feet on the ground. I grab the time orb, and this time, when April tries to knock it from my grasp, I'm ready. I push my free hand out towards April, blocking her force from me. As I struggle to push her back, I back up to the tree and fumble to put the orb in place. My hand forcing April back almost looks like it's glowing a dim gold. April seems to be struggling more because her whole hand is glowing a bright red. I can't let you do this, Taryn. Well, that's unfortunate because I can't let you stop me. The time orb locks into place, and it's like time stops. I haven't moved, but I can see the whole town from above. A green beam of light bursts upwards from the tree in the garden and into the sky. The beams from the other orbs tilt to meet it, and the point where they meet bursts with a great bright white light. And as suddenly as my sight fills with brightness, it's over. And I'm completely in the dark. Hi, this is AJ Robinson, creator of Chronicles of Springshard and the voice of Taryn March. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this episode and want to know when the next episode is up, Feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Springshark Chronicle for weekly updates and teasers. Episode 10, part 1 of the season 2 finale, will be up on May 15th. If you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have Wi-Fi, it is available for download. If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. The awesome music you are listening to right now... is by Chaos Emerald on YouTube. Go check out her channel once this episode is done. In fact, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll even give you a link in the description below. You can also check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Emma Joyce Y. The voice of June Hardy was Carly Curtis. The voice of April May was Sinisha Mbwani. The voice of Lena, the leader of the Lemonade Gang, was Kirsten Gorman. The voice of Ulita Dupree was Marina Kiranova. 
Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Tiger, and to you listening right now. Now who's ready for the grand finale?